Welcome to this segment, Talks with Tori, on the Raw Reality Podcast brought to you by yours truly. In these episodes, we will unpack all things health, fitness, lifestyle, mindset, and athletes, bringing you pep talks on the topics I'm most passionate about to provide you with inspiration and motivation. Let's get into it. Hello, my beautiful besties, and welcome back to this segment, Talks with Tori. I loved the response that I did receive from my last episode on my birth control story. And if you haven't listened, highly recommend, but that was recorded under pressure and you guys absolutely loved it. So I'm very appreciative for the support and just the fact that I love how I can truly just open up, be myself and it comes across, you know, relatable, real, raw, and you guys can, yeah, I guess relate to it and feel, you know, some sense of I guess like calmness in knowing that, you know, you're not alone in in your own journey and all sorts of things. And and that's kind of why I've started everything. But thank you, firstly. And also, if there's anything in particular that you guys want to hear me talk about, whether that's a particular topic or whatever it is, I've done, I've just put a question box up on my Instagram, but it'll probably be gone by the time you listen to this. However, please DM me because I would love to know if there's anything in particular that I haven't written down in my talks with Tori notes, which there's quite a lot, but I would love to know if there's anything particular that you guys want to hear and I would love to record that for you. But today's episode is all about less is more and knowing or understanding your body. So I'm very excited to dive into this topic. I'm very excited to talk about this topic, I guess, because it's been a big learning curve for me, all the points that I'm about to talk on today. And this really does come from a very holistic route. This is, you know, I'm all about holistic healing and knowing your body and listening to your body and and just like enjoying the lifestyle, like a well-rounded, balanced lifestyle. Um, obviously, Lily is in a very different phase with competing and everything, but obviously she can relate to this, but we just have different kind of sides to it, which I absolutely love because there absolutely can be both. And yeah, but I guess, you know, ultimately it's about creating a balanced lifestyle. So this is, I guess, coming from a place of what I've learned in the last probably four or five years in, you know, stepping away from competitive acrobatics, going through all that I did um, in the last few years and just really understanding my body and what helps my body function at its best because we can like you know, I feel like we grow up and you will go through different phases. We all try different things. We all, you know, whether it's like fad diets or makeup or following trends or all that sort of stuff. And especially now with TikTok, it is so easy to just follow a trend and kind of do what society is, I guess, grueling into us. But I wanted to take today to just kind of step back from it all and just like truly come back to your own body because every single body on this earth is different. Every single person is going to have a different journey. And I think it truly is so powerful when we can understand our own bodies and it takes fucking time. Like I'm 23 and I've only really just figured out, you know, how my body functions at its best because that has also changed. You know, when I was 16, it was training every single day, you know, four to five hours a day at gymnastics and then training sports at school because I was at a sports scholarship school and or sports academy school, I should say. And it was a lot. Whereas now it's so different. And obviously as we grow up, you know, our bodies change, our life changes, what we enjoy changes. And we just have to move with that. We can't, you know, hold on to once what, what once was because it's evolution. We change. So I think it's just learning to understand your body and growing with your body mentally, physically, and emotionally. So 
Firstly, I want to touch on how less is more. And I want to talk about a few different topics, not just one in particular. This is, there's a few that I've got listed here, but I want to dive straight into it. So the first thing that I want to do, which obviously relates to me at the moment, specifically with skin, because it's skincare. Skincare slash next topic will be makeup. But I honestly think, you know, with TikTok and trends and especially, you know, teenagers this day and age, it's so easy to jump on TikTok and follow the trends of makeup and skincare and, you know, what the latest products products are and what the biggest brands are. And, and it's so easy to get caught up in that and then wanted to try it all, which is so fine. I'm not dissing that at all. Um, but again, I, it's coming back to knowing your own body and your own skin. So the internet has made us look into so many products and have, you know, these 20 steps, skincare routines and all these products and oils and serums. And don't get me wrong. I did just post my skincare routine on my YouTube channel last night. So if you want to go check that out, feel free, but I do actually love my skincare routine. However, I'm currently noticing that something needs to change, which I'm about to dive into. But for example, I'm going to use men as an example. I don't know if your dad's husband's boyfriend's brothers are the same, but my partner Jackson definitely is. So Jackson does not wash his hair ever. I've known him for three years now. He's never washed his hair. He has never put one little product on his skin. He won't even let me like make a fun TikTok and like do a face mask or whatever nothing, nothing on his skin and his skin and hair is flawless. His skin grows back thick, luscious, very fast. It's beautiful. Um, and his skin, he maybe like, will have like the odd pimple, like once a bloody blue moon, but like nothing, nothing on his skin, nothing, you know, no hair loss, no hair, like just nothing. And I'm like, our bodies are designed to function without anything. And products are designed to make money. And yes, of course, products, you know, they're going to be here forever. That's just life. But our bodies are designed to heal themselves. Our bodies are strong enough to optimize on their own. Like that's what they're designed to do. And so, for example, I look at Jackson, I'm like, wow, you don't do anything. He will take the odd supplement to, you know, keep up, you know, his like just regular health, like vitamin C, magnesium, zinc, all those good things. But most of the time, he's pretty fantastic. (laughs) No, he's not listening to this because he's going to get a big head. But that's who I look to and I'm like, wow, here I am doing literally a 20-step skincare routine and you're doing nothing and here I am with the, the problems of acne. So at the moment, I've had this big realization where I've gotten to a breaking point with my acne and I've tried all these different things and I truly feel like I'm doing way too much. So my focus at the moment is to dial it back. As I said, our bodies are fun- our designed to function on their own and to do what they need to do on their own. So that is my little bit of a focus at the moment is to pull back on my skincare and just use the basics, just a basic moisturizer, a basic gentle cleanser and let my skin do its thing. So that's the first thing. And I'm yeah, just really trying to pull it back because I've been trying everything, you know, different skincare whether I tried my topical cream, all these different things. And I just feel like it needs a, it needs a breather. It needs to do its own thing and it needs to heal on its own. And I just need to support my body in the best way possible mentally and emotionally to let it do that. And so obviously as well, I want to touch on makeup and I want to go back to like, think about your days in high school. So for me, it was like probably the end of primary school. So like grade six, where you're what, like 
12 or 13, um, moving into probably year nine, I would say, which what you're about like 14, I think. Yeah, I think that's about right. And my school photos are literally a representation of each era I was in. So I remember, I think it was year seven. It was my first year of high school. I wanted to fit in. I was wearing full on thick makeup with the dark waterline eyeliner, mascara, just cakey makeup with these dark eyes. And I look at my school photo. I'm like, what were you doing? You had beautiful skin. Why are you trying to cover it up? you know, just to like wear makeup and and all that. And I'm just like, gosh, like it's amazing because you get to look back and be like, that's just the different eras we're in. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, where it's like these trends and makeup and all that sort of stuff. So, and then I look at like my year 10 photo where I had no makeup on, absolutely nothing. It was just like the bare minimum. And I was on FaceTime to, she, I just call her my little sister, but she's like, Um, my family friend. I've known her since the day she was born and she, I hold her very close to my heart and it was her 11th birthday yesterday. And she was FaceTiming me about all the presents she got. And it was all this amazing, like Sephora makeup. And I was just like, love this for you. So fun and exciting. Cause I remember being that age and trying all these different makeup and eyeshadow palettes. And I was obsessed with it, especially cause I was so into dance and acro where we had to, you know, do makeup and perform and all that. So it's such a fun time. But then I also just think about me now and like me back then where all I wanted to do was like do my makeup and, and wear all this makeup and try all these new makeup trends and products. Whereas now I'm like, couldn't care less actually want to clear my skin so I don't have to wear any makeup at all 24 7 and it just is so funny how as we grow older you know things change but my focus at the moment is to really pull it back with my skincare routine my makeup and just embracing all that all that I am and my beautiful natural skin and you guys know that is something I'm struggling with but I don't know I don't know if you know I'm the only one here but I definitely just want to be able to live makeup free and not have to wake up and do that every day. I do love doing it on the odd occasion, but not every day. And I'm sure like a lot of us are the same, but yeah, acne is not nice to deal with. And you know, that is something major that I'm struggling with at the moment, but that is the first one. So skin and makeup, makeup, just like dulling it back, less is more. And we are all so beautiful. Like our natural complexions are so beautiful and we need to just let that breathe, let that glow and learn to love it. And my mom did say to me yesterday, when you wake up in in the morning and we all look in the mirror. So for me, I look straight at my skin. I'm like, oh, has it improved? Have I got a less pimple? Has another one popped up? And I'm just like straight away looking into my skin. And she once had someone say to her um, years ago, when you first wake up, look in the mirror and look into your eyes and just say three affirmations straight away. So that is something that I used to do when I was going through, I guess, my stages of depression and anxiety and weight gain. And I haven't done it for a while because I am very confident in myself. Obviously, my skin is just holding me back a little bit. But she said that to me yesterday and I was like, you know what? We need to bring that back because I am truly trying to focus on my mindset around everything that I'm going through. And our minds, which I'm going to do another episode on, but our minds are so powerful in the way that they actually control everything we do, see, show up as literally everything. So that's another topic that I'll go into in another episode because I could talk a long time about mindset. But yeah, I think just like waking up, looking yourself in your eyes and I did it this morning and I remember years ago when I used to do mirror talk. So waking up and and trying to talk myself into the, um yeah, talk positive affirmations to myself in the mirror 
it was fucking hard initially. It was so hard to find things that I loved about myself, which is so sad. We should not find that so hard. And even this morning I was journaling and I noticed I was writing my gratitude and I was like, I'm kind of noticing that I'm grateful for the same thing. So let's try and think outside the box. But when I was doing my mirror talk over the months of doing it, I gradually improved and it started as I love my eyes and my hair and like really surface level things. Whereas it eventually grew into, I love my personality and the way that I'm willing to get up and try again, always after something not working, or I love my big legs because they're strong and allow me to tumble and catch people and lift heavy weights, which makes me feel empowered. And it eventually got deeper and deeper. So my mum reminded me of that yesterday. And I looked myself in the eyes this morning and remembered how beautiful my eyes are. And I always get compliments on them, but I just took a second to look at myself in the mirror and look at my eyes deep in my eyes because your eyes can say a million words and tell you a million stories. And I just was like, wow, my eyes are truly beautiful. I am beautiful. And like, that's all that matters. So I'm really trying to pull it back with everything that I'm doing back to basics. As I said, Jackson does nothing. Our bodies are designed to optimize on their own. So that's what I'm focusing on. So that is my first one. The second one I want to go to is physical health and more so training. So you guys know I'm, as I said at the beginning, all into my like holistic healing training listening to your body, all of that jazz. So for example, when I was dealing with, or since I've been dealing with PCOS and SIBO, gaining weight, all the things you've heard um, also in my birth control episode, if you haven't listened, again, highly recommend. But I was very proud of that episode considering it was done under pressure. But what I found for me when trying to lose the weight that I had gained was the more cardio and stress that I put on myself or the more cardio that I did and the stress that I put on my body, the more weight I gained. And so I guess more so our probably our parents' generation and beyond that was so much about eat less, train more, you'll lose weight. And that's just not it. It's not right. And since I've done so much learning and educating myself around this whole thing and obviously learning what works for me, and again, I'm not saying this will work for everyone, but going off, you know, science-based evidence and seeing the transformation of a lot of people using this method. Like I know how, I guess, true and how well it can work. So just to put it quickly, I'm not going to go into it because it's a whole nother thing in itself. But when we do that, it causes our body to go into fight or flight. And when I say when we do that, like when we're eating less and training more, it causes our body to go into fight or flight. And so it holds onto everything that you put into your body. So if you are restricting, you know, your eating and you think that by eating less will help you lose weight because like it kind of does make sense in your head, right? And it's kind of what we've been conditioned to believe and it's not, it's actually the opposite. Your body will go into fight or flight. Again, it's designed to try and go through anything that you're putting your body through. And so hold on to everything, which causes you to gain weight. And it's holding on to everything that you put in it because it's trying to stay alive. Essentially, that's what it's doing. It's trying to keep you alive, keep you functioning. So it will hold on to every little nutrient that you put into your body. And when I think about, you know, when I was at my peak of, I guess, disordered eating with eating super low calories, it makes sense because I kept gaining, 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 but I was eating less and less and less and less and less. But it was because my body was in such this fight or flight stage. So it would hold on to everything that I put into my body to keep it alive. And so the minute that I learned about all of this and Jackson was 
literally the person who taught me everything and helped me realize all this but I reversed it all completely reversed it all and watched the weight drop off week by week and again this is of course my own experience but I've also heard it from a lot of people and highly recommend if you are you know going through something like that I feel you I totally understand you but what I can can't recommend enough is doing your doing your education doing your research educating yourself and getting a coach because having someone on your side wanting to see you succeed wanting to see you at your best and optimize at your best health mentally and physically is so comforting and Jackson was that person for me and I'm so grateful for him who has you know brought me through that um But also if you just want to speak to someone, like totally reach out. Jackson and I always have our DMs open and want to see people like optimizing at their best health. So we are always here to talk to. But yeah, so as I kind of came out of this stage and I noticed that when my body is in a calm, relaxed, steady state, I'm fueling my body properly with the best foods, I'm in routine. It's when I'm doing the least. It's when I'm not stressing about what I'm eating, how many, I guess, calories and what I'm training and how I'm training and how many calories I'm burning when I'm training and all that sort of stuff. Again, less is more. And this is definitely coming from a holistic, I guess, place because at the moment, so for example, my training at the moment is four weight sessions, two upper body, two lower body. And then I kind of change it up around that. So I incorporate trying to keep it consistent, but a gymnastic session a week, a Pilates session a week and a stretch and a handstand. So those, all of those sessions are super like low steady state training and, you know, taking long rest periods, allowing my body to recover during the trainings. And it's not like high intensity, fast paced, puffing, huffing, dying, you know, and for me, I don't actually like cardio, but the reason that I would force myself to do it is because one of the social aspect of, you know, going to like a group fitness class is so much fun. And especially when you're with your friends and meeting and connecting with new people. I love that, but I hated the cardio training. Like I do not enjoy one bit of it at all. I hate getting on any form of erg bike or rower or ski. I don't enjoy it. And the reason I would push myself to do it is one, so I could socialize, but then because I'm so competitive to my soul that I would have to train at my absolute best and get a better score every single time or be faster than my partner or the person next to me and leave that session either halfway through because I need to vomit or I'm close to passing out or just leave the session at the end feeling so mentally and physically drained that I would be exhausted for the rest of the day. And to me, some people thrive and love it. I love that for you. I truly, truly do. But for me, it is not it. And for me, I know that when I'm doing the, not the least, but when I'm just enjoying my training and finding something that you enjoy, stick with it. Like why are we trying to force ourselves to do something we don't want to do? And that goes for anything in life. Like if you do not want to do something and you're doing it, whether it's for the validation of others or to try and prove yourself or to be better than someone else but you don't actually enjoy it that's going to cause you more stress and discomfort and just not being happy overall rather than just being like I actually don't enjoy cardio I'm not going to do it and that's okay I don't need to do it no one's putting a gun to my head saying you need to do cardio every single week on a Saturday or you know (laughs) 
I'm going to kill you. No one's doing that. And we get to decide what we want to do. So why not find what you enjoy? That could be five Pilates sessions a week and a swim. That could be two dance sessions a week and one boxing and one weight session. And that just gets to be what you enjoy. There's no bad or wrong. There's no right or wrong. It doesn't make it bad. Like it gets to be what you want it to be. And so when I've taken all that pressure off myself and when people are like, yeah, come on Saturday, I'm like, "Mm, nah, I might go to hot yoga instead because I actually enjoy that and get so many more benefits out of it. I feel calm when I leave. I feel relaxed and just in a beautiful steady state rather than dying after cardio and being in bed all day because I'm exhausted. And like I said, everyone's different. We all enjoy different things and that is so fine. But I'm just using myself as an example here that that's just what I enjoy. And I've I've taken that pressure off myself in the last probably two months. The last time I did a cardio, I yep stopped halfway through. I had to have an 11 minute break because I was out the front trying not to vomit and had blurry vision. And from that day onwards, I was like, I don't enjoy this. Why am I doing it to myself? It's actually no good for me because it puts so much stress on my body, which I'm trying to reduce at the moment. And I don't enjoy the movements that I'm doing in this hour of thrashing my body. So that's it. I just don't do it. And that is fine. And if one day I wake up and I feel like going for that session, I will do it. I will listen to my body and I will honor that. But for what I'm trying to achieve and for what I enjoy, that isn't it. And that just gets to be it. That gets to be what I want to do. And that's okay for me. And if no one else likes that, it doesn't matter because they're not doing it. So that is where I'm coming from. And that is the less is more for me in terms of my body, how it reacts in terms of training and what is best for me. And again, like it took me years to figure this out. And people have always said like, you know, how, how did you lose your weight in, in the matter of weeks? How did you lose it so quickly? I'm like, it didn't take weeks. It has taken me years to figure out how my body functions best, what foods helps me function best, what routine works best for me, what training works best for me. And you get to figure that out on your own and you get to also do that on your own terms. So I hope this is your permission slip to do what you enjoy find it, try different things, meet different people and go for it. Honestly, go for it. So that is my training and I guess the physical health side of it. And I want to also now go into understanding and knowing your body. And I have one big example that I want to use for this. This might really shock a lot of you. This might be like, oh, you're an idiot, Tori. But this is a story that I now get to tell and use as I guess examples and evidence for you know you guys to take from so I want to go into understanding your body and this is a prime example of how I've kind of learned to understand my body and no it probably wasn't the best way to do it but it it has it is it and I can't change it now so I'm just going to explain the story but it is why I chose to compete at the world cup after three doctors telling me I wasn't I guess, allowed to because I potentially couldn't walk again or have kids. And you guys know all I want to do is have my own beautiful little family. And of course, those messages from those three doctors absolutely terrified me. So to give you a backstory, I kind of explained this in my um, birth control, but obviously coming off the pill, I gained all this weight. I was dealing with PCOS acne started. I was going through a breakup at the time. I was going through severe anxiety and depression. 
Um, and it was a big time. It was a really big time for me. And at the same time, I was aiming to compete at the World Cup at the top level in acrobatics. So there was a lot going on. And after having all my scans done and finding out that I actually had a couple of stress factors in my back, a tear in my hip, I was diagnosed with PCOS and I was kind of still recovering from, I guess, chronic fatigue and glandular fever. So as you can tell, a lot. There was a bit on for Tori's story. And I had been training for this moment my entire life. I made it to the world championships, which was my first goal in 2018 and did amazing. It was the, well, I didn't do the best that we had hoped for, but it was the most amazing experience. So coming home from that, I was like, what's next? What can we do? And in acrobatics, it's not in the Olympics. So that wasn't something I could aim for. So when I found out we could move up a level to the top level in senior and go ahead and compete at the world cup, I was like, that is my new goal. That is going to happen. And we are going to go and do the best that we can with what we've got. And we're going to make it happen. So, and of course my coaches were all for it. You know, it was, it was our goal all together. And so after having these scans and, and my first doctor saying, no, you're not going to go compete because you're putting your body at, in way too much risk and danger for too many, too many risks. And I was like, okay, um, let me just talk to my coaches. And we're all like, yeah, they were like, let's get a second opinion. I was like, okay, cool. Took them to another doctor, took all my scans, explained the story. They're like, yeah, you would be stupid to compete. Like, this is a bit ridiculous. You know, nothing like that is worth the risk of your health or anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I I see that, but I'm going to go get a third opinion. So I went and spoke to this sports doctor who was well-renowned across Australia in high-level sports, across many different sports. And he also said, Tori, for your best interest, it is best for you not to compete at this competition and get yourself right, get yourself, you know, a few months or a year of recovery in all different aspects, come back bigger, better, stronger, and then try again. And I was like, yeah, okay, I totally get where you're coming from. I understand. Let me just sit with this and just, you know, see what I want to do. And I was so disheartened because I thought everything had been crushed. Everything I had trained for in that few years, everything that I've worked for over the last 10 years to get me to this moment had all kind of come crumbling down. And I sat there and I I looked back on the last year of my training, how I was dealing with my back pain um, and then gradually the weight gain that I was dealing with. And I was being told by judges that I was overweight and I didn't look the part and all of these things that was so disheartening to hear whilst I was trying my best to lose weight and to continue to show up as the person I once was. And it was fucking hard, but I was trying to do it because this was my goal. And so in summary, I chose to go ahead and compete at this competition. This was also, I think like six to eight weeks out from the competition. And I was like, six to eight weeks where I can just push through, do the bare minimum to get myself to the comp and just do what we can do. And who knows if I was to happen again, what I would do. I don't, I actually don't know if I was putting that moment, what I would do. And that probably sounds stupid because it's like, well, obviously you'd recover and, you know, take time off and then come back better. But I just don't know. So I chose to do it. And my team and I came up with a plan to, reduce our skills a little bit to take certain pressure off my back in certain skills 
um, kind of reduce my training load and do the bare minimum to get through the six weeks to get to the comp and do what we could do and just bring the best package that we could bring to the stage. So that's what we did. And a few reasons why I made the decision to go and compete because I had been training with this back pain for over a year. And whilst it was getting, it wasn't getting extremely worse, but it wasn't getting better. It was just kind of maintaining. I was doing all that I could in the meantime. So with massages, physios, stretching, massage, yeah, massage, recovery, Um, not as much as I wish I did, but I also didn't know what more I could do in terms of ice baths and that sort of stuff. Um, but I did feel I was mentally strong enough to get through this. And I think this, this period of my life is what has built my mental resilience and I guess dedication in this very moment. So I would obviously, it's so hard to say, I wouldn't regret have going to the comp. I do not regret going to the comp because of the way that it panned out, but there is so many risks that it could have turned out differently, but it didn't because I think I trusted in myself and my gut and my, my ability to understand my body. And this is where I'm leading with this. So we did what we did for six weeks. We got through, we made it happen. We got over to the world cup. We trained, we again kept it minimal. We didn't bring our best package, but I truly believe we bought our best for what we had. And obviously if I hadn't have gone through this, it could have been so different, but we did what we could. We managed, I was just focusing on getting through the competition at, you know, the least amount of risk doing what I had trained for 10 years to do. So we went out on the stage, we hit our three routines We did the best three routines that we could in our circumstances and we came out with a silver medal and it was one of the most incredible moments. Like I get emotional thinking about it because of the way that I trusted in myself and my coaches and, you know, my parents weren't too happy with this decision. They chose not to come over to this comp because, they not that they didn't support me they absolutely supported me and they always have but it was just like of course they were scared and they sat there and watched the live stream through you know their hands over their face just praying that everything went well but I just trusted myself I trusted my body and what I could mentally go through and put up with and you know sure it could have turned out different but I'm so grateful that I had the understanding and even at such a young age I was only 19 and I just chose to under I just chose to listen to what my gut was saying and what my body was saying and once the comp had finished that was when I decided to just take the break recover and it kind of led me onto the journey of everything that happened next but that is kind of the story of how I first started to truly listen to my body And yeah, it was terrifying. And yes, I was scared of, you know, what the risks were and the outcome, but there was this little part in me knew that I could get through this. And that has kind of brought my, like I said, resilience into my life now and knowing what my body can put up with. I have so much more understanding on mental and physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. I have so much more education. I have so much more support, um, so much more knowledge. And also like we have so many more, what's the word I'm trying to think of? 
Like we can research so much. We have so much more evidence now and so much free evidence out there and free research that we are able to do that I can even understand more. And this was just like a pivotal point in my life, obviously. Um, And it was, yeah, terrifying, but it really brought me to a place of you can do anything you put your mind to. And for this moment, it was, I was doing nothing else but getting myself through that six weeks and that competition. And yes, my body absolutely shut down after this competition. I got really sick um, just from the traveling and being, it was in Vegas and the pressure that there was leading up to that competition, but I got myself through it. And I truly believe that I can get myself through anything after that. And I am proud of myself for doing that. And obviously proud of, you know, my coaches and my partner at the time, um, my acro partner and my parents for just like allowing this to happen as much as they didn't want it to happen. But it truly goes to show that when you can listen to your body, when you can understand it, when you can trust your gut instinct, when you can put your mind to something, you can truly, truly achieve anything that you want to. And yeah, (laughs) I'm just like speechless for a little second. But what I hope that you can take from this is that our bodies are truly designed to heal, recover, optimize. I think optimize is the right word. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the right word. And function at its best on its own. Like that's what they're built to do. And when we can, you know, like everyone says, your mind, your mind controls everything. It truly does. And when we can, when we can see that and when you actually go through something to realize you will see how powerful your mind is and what you're truly capable of. And I'm not just saying like, yeah, put your body through hell and like see what you can do. No, that's not what I'm saying. You don't want to get to that point. And I didn't want to either, but it was just something that I had to go through and it has brought me to where I am today and it is allowing me to share my story in hopes that it inspires you and motivates you to truly to listen to your body and understand what you're capable of and the lengths that you can truly go to Um, and so that is just like my focus at the moment to really embrace the less is more listen to your body and you guys know like a lot of us here a lot of us listening are wanting to create a beautiful balanced healthy lifestyle to support the life that we want to live and be able to live it to the fullest and for me that looks like you know eating healthy training what I enjoy living every moment to the fullest enjoying every day to the most and just like taking a break taking a break from all the pressure we and society put on ourselves which is hard to do it is really hard to do but for some reason it clicked in the last couple of days and this weight that has like I felt like has lifted off my shoulders to just be like let's just take the pressure off let's just actually enjoy life and what's right in front of us control the controllables and let your body and life do its thing because we don't want to waste time doing things we don't enjoy. We don't want to waste money on things that we don't need to spend. We don't want to waste precious time on trying to keep, you know, fitting in for the sake of validation of others or because you feel like you need that validation or because 
you want to fit into a crowd that actually doesn't really align with you. Like I get all of that. I've been there. And I think it's just like I said, taking the pace off it. And that is something my dad has said, drilled into me. And also my little very active brother who was just the most active, crazy child. Um, And my dad actually got it tattooed on his ribs. I've got everything happens for a reason on my ribs. And my dad has take the pace off it on his ribs. Um, because they're just things that we've said and has aligned with us. And he's always saying to us, and I think he needs to say it to himself sometimes, but like, take the pace off it, enjoy the life, take the pressure off and let's just try and enjoy life to the fullest. Do what you enjoy, take the pressure off trying to fit into every trend or get the validation or trying to keep up with these makeup product trends and do what works for you. And that might look so different for everyone else, but it just it gets to be that way and we get to just make it easier. We make things so hard for ourselves, and it's time to just take the pressure off, take the pace off it and enjoy the little things in life and have a easy, blissful, amazing life. So I hope that this episode in some way resonated, in some way inspired and just got us a little bit closer and give you a bit more of an understanding of me as well. But like I said in the beginning, if there's anything you want to hear me talk about or yeah, any specific topic, let me know. But I love you guys so much and the conversations we've been having in my DMs and just the connections we get to build is so amazing. And I'm so grateful for you guys and all the support through my socials on Tori Story and also the Raw Reality Podcast, because without you guys, this wouldn't happen. So I love you guys so much. Lily loves you guys so much. You're like our besties. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you on Monday. Love you guys. Bye.